hear ye, hear ye. Uh-oh. Is everybody awake? Good, thank you. Hear ye, hear ye. I used to love hearing that in cartoons when I was growing up, or maybe when you hear those words, hear ye, hear ye, maybe you think of a proclamation of our founding fathers or the founding of our country. Maybe you think of, of somebody making a great announcement. Well, that's really what it was. I think of um, cartoons such as, such as um, Robin Hood and the Prince of Thieves there, I think of other cartoons where somebody is making an announcement and they say, hear ye, hear ye. And what it's meaning is all gather together, gather around, silence, listen up, open your ears. Well, today we say, hear ye, hear ye, as we are in part three of Daniel chapter six, in the final week, at least for a while, in the book of Daniel. Today we're going to wrap up finally the storytelling part of Daniel, and I hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I have. You see, we, had, we, we have seen a character of a man with bold face and integrity. We had set out to see how this great man of faith, Daniel, committed to God, shining a light to the living God and godly living, all while living in perilous times. And Daniel did all of this without ever sacrificing biblical values or righteous living or his faith. We have accomplished our goal in my mind. We have seen many applications to our own life by looking at Daniel's life. So how ought we to live? We are to live like Daniel. We are, we are to live with bold face and integrity in a world full of evil and sin, in a world which is often perilous to our Christianity and to our righteous living. We need to stand up for truth and live according to God's word. Not just giving in to our emotions, not just giving in to our wants and desires, not just giving in to those around us and what they may want or not want, but give in to what God wants. Hear ye, hear ye. Today, we're here to listen to God's word. Amen? Today, we will see two things. We're gonna see the proclamation of a king in the prosperity of a faithful servant of God. We're going to see the decree of a king in the prosperity of a faithful servant of God, and that's Daniel. So today, I want you to get your Bibles out. I want you to get them opened up to Daniel chapter 6. If you don't have a Bible with you, take one out of the pews in front of you. Use your cell phones. Use your tablets. You at home, get your Bibles out. I'll have it on the screen to follow along with too, but it is so important for you to have your own copy of God's Word so that you, you can get that scripture memory of knowing where to flip when you need it in times like these. So let's get excited. Let's hear ye, hear ye. Let's, let's pay attention. Let's wake up our minds to what God has for us today. Let's get excited as we prepare to read. Daniel chapter 6, and next week we'll begin some holiday-themed messages. In fact, remember I was joking with you that I haven't preached much, or I, I missed out on two weeks in the last months. Well, that's not too bad in three years if you calculate how many times, but I'm going to skip out next week too. I'm going to give you a heads up, but I am excited for this because Pastor Chuck is going to get to preach next Sunday. So I will be here as well, but he's going to give us the Thanksgiving message next Sunday. And this is kind of a, a, a planned out thing as we were going to start the fifth Sundays 
of months with five Sundays of being a youth Sunday. So you can be looking forward to that in the new year, but Pastor Chuck is still going to preach next week. So if you're all ready, let's read now from Daniel chapter 6. We're going to begin at verse 16 just to help give us some context, and we're going to read till the end, through the end. Reading now. Let me just say, Lord, thank you for your word. May we be blessed through the reading of it. May you open up our minds now. Amen. Verse 16, we read of Daniel 6. Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. And the, the king declared to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve, continually deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his place and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. Then at break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. As he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him and also before you, O king. I've done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Now, you know the context, you know where we're at, hopefully I've jolted your memory a bit. And if you missed that sermon, I encourage you to go back to two weeks ago, go to our YouTube channel or Facebook, find that, message me, I'll get you a link, you can catch up. But today, we're going to be speaking of verse 25 to the end, 28, which says this, pay attention, hear ye, hear ye. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, the nations, and the languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. This is him quoting. This is what he is saying to all people, all nations, all languages. Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree, a proclamation. He's declaring to everybody to listen up to what he's about to say. This is his new law, his new rule. And he says, I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and Fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. Verse 27, he delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the powers of the lions. Verse 28 wraps this up nicely where it says, so this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. Today, we're going to be talking about the proclamation of this king, this decree of the king, 
but also will reach through and, and get to the end where we see the prosperity of a godly man. And I want to start with the decree. As we look to the decree of this king, we're going to see a decree which was to all people, all nations, all languages, but I think especially he was declaring this, this decree to anybody who might have been trying to trick him, trying to betray him, because I think there are a lot more people than what were thrown into that lion's den at the end who were part of this trick to get Daniel thrown in. And he's going to say now, do not try and do this again. I make a new, a new decree. So this decree served no less than three purposes. Number one, as we just mentioned, he was making a new decree, and this decree corrected the previous decree. So all these, these men who hated Daniel, despised Daniel, wanted to get rid of Daniel. They didn't want him to get this new promotion, this new job next to the king. They made this law, if you remember, or they convinced the king to make a law, that nobody would bow down and worship anybody else except the king. Now, this is what got Daniel in trouble in the first place, if you remember. Daniel would continue to faithfully pray to his God, faithfully serve the God of Daniel, faithfully serve the living God. Well, now this king is saying the opposite. He's getting rid of this decree, and he is telling everyone to worship, to fear, actually, to tremble, before the living God of Daniel. Notice the words here. Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Daniel. This is a way of worship. This is an act of worship. Because what really is to fear God? I had somebody ask me that the other day. Well, why would we fear God? To fear God sounds like something bad. Why would we be afraid of God? God is an all-loving God. But it's because of that that we should also fear God. Because to fear something means that you respect something. You reverently look up to him. You reverently serve him. You reverently respect the love and grace that he, he has given you. Because you know that God is also a just God. And we have two choices in life, and that is to either continue to live with our own sin controlling us or to submit to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and allow his love to control our life and our futures, which are sealed in him. Can I get an amen to that? God is good. Amen? All the time. All the time. God is good. Well, number two here. So the first thing, it corrected the previous decree. And people are now told, don't worship me. Don't worship these false gods. You are to fear and tremble and worship Daniel's God, the living God. And number two, this decree served to be a testimony of Daniel's living God, signs and wonders, his power. And number three, Moving quickly through these, number three, it was a testimony of what the living God had done in the life of Darius. You see, I believe Darius also fears and trembles before this God now. I think as, Dan, as Darius is 
fasted the night before and allowed no other diversions to come into his life, no distractions. And as he just sought wisdom and, and prayed for Daniel's security in his living God, I think something was changed in Darius. Now, I don't have any proof that he truly was converted, that he was truly born again, that he truly now trusts completely in God. But I think it's obvious that some part of him fears and trembles and trusts because he has seen the power of Daniel's God himself as well. Now, again, we see him saying, fear him, tremble before him, worship him. I give you a new decree to all nations, to all languages, to all people. Because this king had a profound impression placed on, on top of him. This decree of Darius almost reads like a sound theologian's words from a psalm. Let me read this again. This praise, this worship, it's almost like a song being sung out. As he says, People are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, never shaken, never broken. And his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. Maybe those words remind you of a psalm or two, because many of those words are in the psalms. All of these words are backed up by the foundation we have upon the word of God. In fact, these might also remind you of other words, other sections of scripture, like King Nebuchadnezzar's decrees in chapter 3 and chapter 4. But I, feel like, I, I just feel I see a little bit more heart, a little bit more belief through Darius as he makes this new decree that nobody should, should throw this away. He honors the true God, the living God. Notice how Daniel's God is recognized, acknowledged. Notice how Daniel's God is worshipped. Notice that we now see truth proclaimed and promises to put to heart. Truth proclaimed and promises to put to heart. If you're taking notes, you're going to see this. First, Darius honors Daniel's God, the living God, as the living God. Don't just, script, don't just skip over these titles. These titles have meaning behind them. I want you to, again, hear ye, hear ye. Let's listen up. Let's pay attention. Let's read. Let's take this to heart and see the meaning. You see, he says the living God. And in saying this, he is acknowledging that all other gods they have worshiped in the past, they are dead. They are not living. They are not real. They are fakes. They are false. They are powerless. And that is the same for the many idols and gods of this world. All are powerless, lifeless, fake, false, needless, non-beneficial to your life. All of these things should be tossed away and thrown away as we serve the one true God, the living God. In making this decree, Darius takes glory away from these false gods. In fact, he even takes glory away from himself as people were told to bow before him. And he says, no longer, no more, uh-uh. I want you to trust. I want you to fear. I want you to tremble. I want you to worship before the living God. Because this God, unlike the false idols, unlike me, he is real. He is powerful. He is living. 
and he is my God. I pray that he is your God as well. The living God is real. The living God is alive. The living God is my God. I hope he's your God too. If you're taking notes, I'd like you to write that down. Hear ye, hear ye. The living God is real. Alive, and he is my God. May we write that down on our on our hearts, on our souls, on our minds. May we write it on our forehead for all people to see. Here's another one for you to take note of if you're taking notes. To speak of God as the living God is to imply that he is both powerful and active. Let me say that again for you. To speak of God as the living God is to imply that he is both powerful and active. Next, we see Darius recognizes God. Remember, this is to all people, to all nations, to all languages. And in a kingly decree, he says, the living God is the one who will endure forever. He is enduring. This shows that the king recognizes God's sovereignty, his control, his power, his omniscient, his all-knowing power, his knowledge, and his presence. He is both before time and beyond time. And he expands this thought by speaking next of the forever enduring kingdom of God. It's not just enough to say that this God will live forever, but he's just somehow watching over us. He has no control. No, he says and he acknowledges this living God is not just an enduring God who endures forever as somebody kind of in the distance, in the background. No, he acknowledges that this living God has a kingdom. We're living in this kingdom Just unfortunately, we're part of the sinful kingdom right now, but he will have a forever kingdom where he will rule forever and he will be in charge. There will be no sin. There will be no weeping, no crying, no diseases, no illnesses. He is acknowledging that the living God's kingdom will also endure forever. And as he acknowledges this, he's kind of throwing mud at his own kingdom, at his own rang as he acknowledges, look, My kingdom will fall apart. Look to the history. Look to the past. Look to our American history. Look to our human history. All other kingdoms fall apart. But God's kingdom will last forever. And we could and will last forever by his side. If you just submit to him, trust in him, live according to his ways, live according to faith, In Jesus Christ saving us from our sins. We can't save ourselves, as Pastor Chuck was saying earlier. Works don't save us. Faith in Jesus saves us. Trust in his power over that cross and over our sin. That is what saves us. God's kingdom and dominion will be to the end and forevermore, and we will worship him with all beings. Revelation 5.13 says, I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and and might forever and ever. I look forward to that day. I hope all of you look forward to this day as well. But finally, we'll go back to the present Darius recognizes the power of the living God in the present when he says that he delivers and rescues. 
He delivers and rescues. Listen as I read this once more in verse 27, if you're looking down. He says, he delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. This was Daniel's God. This was the living God who did this. This is the living God, Daniel's God, our God who delivers and rescues. It wasn't some false God. It wasn't Daniel's power. It wasn't by happen or chance. It wasn't because the lions didn't have teeth or they weren't hungry. No, he proved that. They were hungry. They had a nice little snack after they took Daniel out of that lion's den. We can take this to heart today, friends. Remember this. Our God delivers and rescues. Remember this. Burn it into your minds. Make it a branding in your life a branding on your days and your nights that the living God delivers and rescues. Does your living make such a decree? Do you remember his promises? The Lord not only delivers and rescues, but he is with you today. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save he will rejoice over you and with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Wow, I didn't have that in my sermon, but that just came to mind. Can you imagine God singing over you, exalting over you with loud singing, him in your midst, caring for you? The living God is also your strength, as Psalm 28, 7 reminds us. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him, my heart trusts. In him, we trust. Not in this world or this country's government or political leaders. Not in our friends or our family or our neighbors or this city's leaders. Pastor Chuck, I love you greatly and I trust you, but I do not trust you as much as my God. Is that okay with you? Guys, we need to trust in the living God the living God, for he is alive and powerful. There's a quote I wrote down here by John Calvin that says, there is no greater darkness than the ignorance of God. I'll say that once again if you're taking notes. There is no greater darkness than the ignorance of God. And you wonder why we live in darkness today. Because the world is living in ignorance to God. And we need to shine the light that is within us. We are not the light. We are just like the moon reflecting the light of the sun. We reflect the light of Jesus for all to see. Let people see Jesus in you. Let people see the living God that is within you. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, Do not be discouraged. The Lord is with you. He goes before you. He is with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Remember his promises. The Jewish people may have been living in exile, in perilous times, amongst worldly ways, but they had not been forgotten. They had not been abandoned. The living God still will be glorified and will still take care of them. And they would either be delivered over this struggle or through this struggle. God had not abandoned them, and God has not abandoned us either. Some of you need to hear that today. Maybe you're here with me. Maybe you're watching online. 
I want you to hear that. God has not abandoned us. Some of us need to start living with this proclamation, this decree, in bright, bold, neon lights in front of our eyes. Some of us need to be reminded of the joy, the hope, the shield that the living God is, the strength that he brings to our lives, the wisdom that he brings to our lives, the righteous living. I want you right now just to picture one of those big, bright neon lights in the downtown cityscape and think of it saying, God has not abandoned you. Think of it going on. Maybe it's one of those ones that keeps on scrolling. The living God delivers and rescues still today. Maybe it keeps on going. Remember his promises. Remember his promises. God would be glorified and praised both by and through the evil men of that day. And someday soon, God will be glorified and praised by all men and women forevermore. Our world will someday all together acknowledge the power of the living God, just as Darius was acknowledging then. But the question is, where will you acknowledge this power from? Will you acknowledge this power of the living God by being in his presence forevermore, worshiping him and taking great delight in his presence and in his glorious blessings? Or will you take and acknowledge the power of God through an everlasting wrath of hell? I know we don't like to say that word. We like to focus on the good things. But that's exactly the case. We need to focus on the good things. Submit to God, follow after him, recognize, acknowledge this decree of the king and make it a decree of your life as well that we should fear and tremble and worship the living God as our God. Is the living God your God? I ask you, have you truly just said with your heart, Lord, please forgive me of my sins, I want to follow you with my life. Have you repented and turned to him? Are you born again by the power of Christ? Let's get back to the notes here. Finally, our God is not only with us and strengthens us, but he also saves us. He rescues us, he delivers us. Through Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, you may prosper forevermore with him and in his eternal kingdom. Just like Daniel is said to have, at, have a life of prosperity at the end, that verse 28, we too can live a life of prosperity in him, in Christ. But we're all sinners. Well, evil at heart. We all do wrongful things against God. And that's why first we must acknowledge Christ is Savior. Repent and turn away from our sins. As Romans 10, 13 says, and this may be familiar to all of you as Romans Road to Salvation. If you need to look this up later, just search the Romans Road. Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sins and rescue us from eternal death. Salvation, the forgiveness of sins is available to you. But we must call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Romans 5.1, and its wonderful message says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, 
We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Some of us are at odds with God. Some of us are fighting with God. Some of us need to acknowledge God and be justified through our faith. Have peace with him through Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 1 teaches, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus' death on our behalf, we will never be condemned for our sins. So stop condemning yourself. Some of us never really get around to doing what God wants us to do because we're too busy condemning ourselves. And God has already told you, you're forgiven. Now go, be sent people. Just like Lee McMinnon was preaching last week, we need to go, we need to be sent by God and do his work. Stop beating ourselves down. Look to the living God, for he is alive and powerful. Remember these promises. Finally, we have this promise of God from Romans 8, 38 to 39, which says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We're talking about a decree. We're talking about a proclamation of a king. But I encourage us all, let's make a decree of our own today. Let's make that our decree. Let's make Jesus our decree. Hear ye, hear ye, listen up, pay attention. I have a decree. I have a powerful word from God that Jesus Christ has come and died in your place so that you might have life. Let's make this our decree today and trust in Jesus. A decree like Darius, let's worship our God as the living God. Let's fear and tremble before him and trust in him. Our living God is an enduring God. He is the one whose kingdom will come and will never end, and you could be part of this kingdom. I hope you will be. I said to one of you this morning, we should never get tired of hearing the gospel, the good news. If this seems powerful to you, if this seems needless to you, if you're thinking to your mind, but pastor, I already know this. Can we just move on? Well, then maybe you need to focus on it a little bit more because this is good news for you too, to remind you of his promise to remind you of the living God, that he is enduring and his kingdom will be as well. David Platt said that God will cause all unbelievers to recognize his greatness. All unbelievers, not just you, not just us, but everyone will recognize the greatness of God. As we look to this decree, we see Darius's life was clearly impacted by God's miraculous deliverance of Daniel. Darius Whatever his ultimate spiritual condition, confess the supreme authority of the God of Daniel. And that's why he makes this decree. Has your life clearly been impacted? Does your life show that it has been impacted by this God? Do people around you see his impact on your life like what the king shows to his nations? Are you making any decrees with your life? I want to tell you, every day we make a decree. We make a proclamation with how we live. Who does your decree honor? Who does your decree point to? 
Daniel's faithfulness is rewarded and yours will be as well. James 4.10 reminds us and says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. You'll be exalted before the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and you have the great blessing of being in his presence forevermore. Lastly, the final verse, we have this prosperity of the godly man. And I have no slide for this, but we'll move forward here. This ending statement serves as a reminder to all to be faithful to God, even while living in bondage amongst captors, amongst evil and sin all around you. We need to be like Daniel, and we will live a life of prosperity in his presence. Now, I'm not saying that we're all going to be rewarded with good health. I'm not going to say we're going to be rewarded with the car of our dreams, the house of our dreams, with no health issues mentally, physically. I'm not going to say we're not going to struggle with our faith, no. But what I can say is we will live a life of prosperity with having God in the midst of us, having God with us forevermore. And someday we'll get to live in his kingdom, his kingdom without sin, without issues. Who here thinks we live with a lot of issues today? Can we just say together, we look forward to a day and age with no issues. Amen? Amen. We need to continue to live lives characterized by bold faith and integrity, just like Daniel. And it may interest you that I also saw in one commentary that the king to follow Darius, Cyrus, whom Daniel's life prospered up till, is the one who had freed the exiles, permitting the Jews to return. God had not abandoned them. God was using them. God has not abandoned us. God wants to use us. Shine a light. Shine the light of Christ. As we wrap up, I want to give you a few summarizing points here, if I haven't given you enough already. Number one is this. What does your life decree to the world? What does your life decree to the world around you? Think about that. Number two, what truth are you proclaiming, not just to the world, but to yourself? Do you need some neon lights in front of your eyes to remember you of God's promises so you can forget the promises of the world, the lies, the deceit? What truths are you proclaiming to yourself? Because it should be the truth of God's word. God is alive and powerful. He is the living God. Number three, will you prosper forevermore like Daniel with the living God in heaven? Will you prosper forevermore like Daniel with a faithful man of God and with the living God who endures forever? If somebody asked you today, why do you believe you're gonna live with God forevermore? How would you answer that? It shouldn't be because I think I'm a good person. It should be because I know I am a sinner, but God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for me yet while I was a sinner. And because I have called upon the name of Jesus and confessed that I need him and his forgiveness of my sins. I've repented my sins. They're a thing of the past and I now follow him with my life. We should not just look forward to heaven, though, for the physical blessings that I know we all look forward to. As we just said amen, amen to a few minutes ago, as we look forward to a day and age with no issues. I think that's a good way of summarizing it today. We live in a day with a lot of issues. 
But you know, the most important part of heaven is the great gift and blessing we have of being in the presence of God. We can't even imagine it, really. We have a great blessing today of coming into the presence of God through prayer, but someday we'll be in the presence of God physically forevermore. And I do believe we'll have a physical body and we'll be with God forever. All life-consuming fears will be gone when you realize you are in his presence. He is your shield. He is your strength. He would deliver and save us all. Remember these things and these times of living in perilous, sinful, evil times. Remember to live faithfully. Live a life, a bold life of integrity. One commentator stated this idea of faithfully living as I wrap to get close to wrapping up. I want you to listen to this. I, I love this commentator. I forget his name. Forgive me. You can call me later and ask me and I'll tell you the name. I'll look it up. I'll email you a copy of this. But he says this about faithful living to God. He says, God just calls us to be reliable. Like a family sedan, liable means to be responsible. And the re part of responsible means over and over and over and over again. I might have added a few overs. Be like Daniel, he says. Family sedans of reliability. Be models and examples for others in your faithfulness in the little things as well as the big things, because those little things add up to be big things. And lastly, he goes on, he says, a life of faithfulness would be worth it. Even just one or two people came to Christ because they saw Jesus in you. No, Daniel did not make a big splash in Babylon. There's no huge revival among the Jews while they were in Babylon. There's no national repentance in Babylon like Jonah saw in Nineveh, or none that we know of. Just two people that we know of, two kings, came to trust in the true living God. But as Paul writes to the Thessalonians, in 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 to 20, he says, For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. Amen. God is our glory and joy, the living God. So before we close, I remind you one final time to consider this decree of a king, this proclamation. Hear ye, hear ye, listen up and look at this decree. Make a decree yourself with your life. Put it in front of your eyes. Burn it into your minds and your life that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Remember who your God is. He is the living God in contrast to the dumb, fake, lifeless, powerless idols all around us that we live with. He is an enduring and steadfast God who keeps the promises to all of us because he loves and cares for us. And his kingdom is indestructible and shall endure to the end unlike the kingdoms and empires that you build, that I build, that we build, that the world builds, they will all crash and burn and fall apart. But God's kingdom will last forever. And Hebrews 12, 28 tells us that the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Daniel's God is a saving God. And Daniel prospered with him and does will forever. How about you? 
you can prosper too. Will you prosper with him? Will you be faithful? Will you make a decree? Let's make a decree today. Jesus is Lord. Amen? Let's say that together. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Let me pray, and I invite Chuck up here to close us in song. And I I just want to thank Pastor Chuck and his wife, Adrian and Connor, for helping us to finish in worship today. And we just thank God for giving them talents, for giving us all talents. And may we all use the talents that God's given us to serve him. No matter what your age is, may you never stop serving God. Let me close in prayer. Lord, we thank you that you are the living God and that you endure for your ever and your kingdom will come to be and it will endure forever as well. Lord, you are Lord. You're King of kings, Lord of lords. You're powerful and almighty and alive. And I just pray that our life, our decree, our proclamation to how we live will show that to us and to everyone around us. And it's in your holy and powerful name we all decree and say, amen. Amen. Let it be so. Think of all the promises that that Pastor Patrick read this morning and all the decrees that God gave to us. And this last song, uh, it's been out a while, but man, it really just summarizes this well. And and like what Pastor Patrick said, it's not that life will be perfect. We're still going to have issues, but the blessing of God is amazing. Please stand if you can as we close. It's a simple song, but the truth is powerful.